Welcome to ESG in 10, a podcast delving into the world of ESG 10 minutes at a time. We're your hosts, Charlotte O'Mara and Agnieszka Cochran, Senior ESG Specialists here at Fedante. Let's get into it. We've decided to split this episode into two parts. There was just too much good content for you to miss. Here's part one. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fedante ESG in 10. I'm your host, Agnieszka Cochran, and today I'm bringing you highlights from this year's RIA conference in Melbourne. I'm very excited to be joined in the studio today by RIA's CEO, Simon O'Connor, uh, who will be helping me unpack some of the key themes for responsible investment in our region. Welcome, Simon. Thank you, Agnieszka. Nice to be here. Let me start off by saying congratulations on a really successful event. I attended the RIA conference for the last five years, and I have to say I really enjoyed this year's conference. They just keep getting better and better. That's great to hear. Yeah, we've had really good feedback on it. I think there's a real depth of topics for us to discuss now as an industry, and so it was great to be able to get our teeth into it with those all those participants in the room too. So I'm pleased to hear that from your perspective as well. <laughs> I noticed some strong themes coming out of the conference. I don't know if these themes were intentional, but stewardship was a big focus this year. There were also several sessions on human rights issues and, of course, greenwashing. Would you say that this is reflective of the issues that responsible investors are grappling with today? Uh, in short, yes. So I think it's really intentional, the topics we put forward there, and to really reflect um what we see within our membership and across our industry as the big issues that the industry is currently grappling with. So absolutely, stewardship was a theme throughout the two days. Um, greenwashing and the flip side of that being product labelling, I think, is really key. And then a breadth of ESG issues themselves, um, but pointedly, human rights being a really key one. So yeah, I think you're spot on. Um, and certainly, that draws very much from what our members are are grappling with um, and hopefully working to sort of provide some of the insights that help people navigate these topics. While I was at the conference, I asked some of the delegates what their key takeaways were. Let's have a listen to some of those. What has struck me is how well-timed this RIA conference is. Um, when we look at recent political events, be it um, allocations within the federal budget that was released this week, as well as the now um, increasing and um, clearly stated focus of the regulators on greenwashing and having the opportunity to hear from the regulators themselves on this issue. My takeout from the, the session that we've just had on human rights and conflict is that human rights is a challenging issue to uh, integrate as an investor at the best of times, but in conflict situations are even more difficult. And so it's wonderful to have a resource that the Responsible Investment Association has prepared to help investors to better understand those issues and we're really looking forward to applying it in our own work. That was Pablo Baruti talking about RIA's latest toolkit uh, for investors around human rights in armed conflict situations. Could you talk a little bit about what drove RIA to develop a toolkit like this and the work that went into it? Yeah, so I think what we aim to do with our members is to arm them with the resources and insights to be able to navigate the ever-increasing breadth of ESG and sustainability issues that our members are now trying to navigate. And so in the last year, we've seen uh, the issue of conflict and particularly protecting human rights in 
times of conflict as becoming another new issue in one sense on the ESG suite of issues. And I guess what we know from a starting point is that suite of issues that our members are grappling with is getting ever bigger. And we saw through the conference discussions around things such as cyber risk, just transition, nature and biodiversity, modern slavery, and human rights in conflict. And so I guess we, we saw our members struggling to deal with these new risks and new issues. Um, so I guess what we try to do is work with our members to come up with really practical guides as to what are the kinds of questions you can ask to explore where and how to best manage these kinds of risks. And so for us, it was really important drawing on our members, but also partnering with international experts. And in this case, through the um, Red Cross, to really understand how investors can think about the multiple layers of risks and issues to navigate in times of conflict. And we know that whilst Ukraine, the, the invasion of Ukraine is the the example front of mind right now, we know that this is a global phenomenon. We're seeing, unfortunately, more conflict in more regions of the world. And the complexities for investors to navigate these um, is only kind of growing in, in complexity. So I guess this was, again, something we really encourage investors to download, to use, to read, to help them navigate um, properly through the way they're investing their portfolios, engaging with companies, exiting and even re-entering countries post-conflict. I spoke with several delegates at the conference um, and many of them cited the session on the voice to parliament and First Nations equity as one of their key takeaways. Why do you think it left such a big impression on delegates? I guess what we're trying to do is fill for some of the gaps in knowledge, but where we see a real need for more attention by the responsible investment community. And something we really determined a couple of years ago is that amplifying the voices of First Nations Australians to the responsible investment community has become a really core objective for us. Um, and we know, you know, the S in ESG is an area that we often hear is um, underdone, you know, so, so the conversation around climate, around transition, uh, even around nature and biodiversity, increasingly, we're hearing a lot on those topics. I think what we're aware of is we really need to continue to build out the knowledge and the understanding of the issues that affect first Australians. Um, so for us, it was really important to elevate these topics. I think what we see is that this is very front of mind for our members right now. So really catalyzed by Duke and Gorge by Rio's destruction mm. of that a couple of years ago. It's really driven a big agenda and a steep learning curve for responsible investors to get their heads around this, to ensure that they can play a role in preventing these kinds of issues happening again. I think the voice though flips us into something way more proactive than just avoiding damaging impacts. It's actually about supporting reconciliation and self-determination, such as this really important cohort of Australians are enabled, I guess, to play a really strong and positive role in their economic contribution, in the way they're contributing to a broader, more prosperous Australia. And so I guess we're, we're ultimately responding to the issues that we see our members grappling with. And this is an issue where our members are on a steep learning curve. And so we're really trying to help sort of accelerate that. Um, finally, I guess on the voice itself, I think we're aware that a lot of our member organisations are really currently grappling with whether they too should have a public position in support of the campaign for a voice to parliament for First Australians being embedded in the constitution. So we felt it was really important for us 
to engage with our own stakeholders, to assess it from the perspective of our own reconciliation action plan, and then come out ourselves with a strong position in support of this has been really consistent and coherent with our own approach in working with First Australians. That's all we have time for in this episode, but we'll continue this conversation in part two.